What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and we're here with Season 1, Episode 25 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual in the digital studio, I got my partners in crime. We got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, my friend? Not much. How are you guys doing out there in Internet land? You know, or however you, you're tuning in. want to say thank you for doing that for all these past episodes. So thank you. Absolutely. And we also have Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's oh, going on, Google? <laughs> <laughs> Not much, man. Just enjoying this wonderful day off of recording on a Friday. Woohoo. Yes. So. And it is Veterans Day, and we want to send a special shout out to those uh, people who may be listening who have had family members who were lost in, in, in service, lost in active duty defending our country. And we also want to continue to honor those who are actively serving now. Uh, very or have special. served. Thank you, or have served. A very special thank you for that sacrifice. I am the son of a 30-year uh, Navy career man. Uh, my dad was, uh, uh, he was Navy through and through, and he put in 30 years, and there was like definitely some uh, uh, sacrifices that were that had to, that had to be made, you know, on the the family side. I, I, we didn't move from base to base or anything like that, because when I was born, he was on the, uh, uh, the kind of like the downside of his career. But uh, uh, very special shout out to those who have served. The memory of those in the and in the memoriam of those who have served our country in all branches of the military. Big thank you for that. Um. <clears throat> So our main topic of discussion, our main event, uh, is the release of the Xbox One X. Um, I know I have one. Uh, Des, Joe, you two. Um, I don't know if you you guys didn't get one, right? Did not get one. Probably will not be getting one. But I will be getting <laughs> a Xbox One S, though. You know, once yes. once they hit rock bottom, come Black Friday, I will be purchasing one, and I will surely be happy with the one that I own. Yes. Okay. Um, I I did own a Project Scorpio Xbox One X for literally like <laughs> about four hours until I sold it to uh, Chris Lefty Brown of the uh, Gamering Gamer Husbands podcast. So see, Joe hooks everybody up. <laughs> yeah, I, I met buying consoles for people. <laughs> I met I met him in the Starbucks parking lot after we got done recording on Tuesday, and he gave me uh, a wad of twenties in a plastic sandwich. Which baggy so sounds were. like a probably looked like a drug deal from a, from a distance away. No, it's it's worse. It's like it's two like gaming nerds getting together, you know, swapping stuff. So it's actually worse. Yeah. At some point, I'm sure people wished it was drugs, just because it'd be a little bit more, you know, like, you know, I don't know. Cops pull up. Dang, you guys are. I should arrest you for for acting this way. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, I did uh, keep my pre-order and, and let Lefty buy it for me. Uh, I'm still kind of, eh, I want one. I do want one. Uh, I am impressed from the footage I've seen so far. Um, but I'll have to see if I could, uh, you know, put two and two together and uh, either trade for it or just be patient on that. Okay. So. 
Well, let me ask you to this question, uh, because both of you are 4K TV or monitor owners. You guys both have 4K TVs. Um, I'm the only one that does it. I'm still on I'm still on that 1080p train. Uh, what was your what made you decide not to opt for it? And and uh, and maybe you can apply that to the uh, the PS4 Pro, whether or not you have that or not. Uh, as 4K TV owners, what made you decide not to jump in at this point? Uh, for me, ahead, yeah, let's you go ahead and take that, Joe, because I think you have a you have a, a bigger, you know, stake or a bigger pony in this in this race than I do. So I'm sure you have a lot, you know, reasons why. So Well, you know, to me it's like uh I'm at the I kind of would kind of metaphor it up saying that I am at a like roulette table in Vegas and I have put all my money on all the red markers red numbers on the board on there i have few or little to none as far as any uh, bets on black you know I, my game catalog basically is uh playstation for the most part i mean i think i own all together i think between digital and uh, uh physical around 10 to 15 xbox one games and that's including games of gold games i've gotten uh having xbox live membership and uh, of course all my back catalog 360 stuff and my original xbox stuff but uh, uh it's just to me if if that was the platform i was playing my games on it seems like you know, this was the um, hardware cycle to where, you know, you made your bet and you played on either one of the um, major ma console manufacturers or the other, Microsoft or Sony, and that's the console you preferred. That's where you played your multi-platforms on, on there. And just for the simple fact that, you know, the PlayStation 4 did perform better, the base PlayStation 4 performed better than the Xbox One, and with the whole the starting the generation off with the TV, TV, TV crap, <laughs> that you know, um, I have two X PlayStation 4 Pros. I mean, I got one in my game room, I got one in my living room. It's like uh, there's no room in my um, gaming diet right now for a lot of Xbox stuff. And then, as much as I am, am very impressed by the hardware. Uh, my 4K TV is in my game room, and uh, it's only a 43-inch. And so I think it's just a point to when that killer app comes out or something that Microsoft has brewing on there. And I might even start looking at, you know, uh, face-offs on um, Digital Foundry to see as far as, uh, you know, which performs better on which. But, you know, we're kind of dealing in, in almost, and I would say, an incremental war a bit so i just want to see because obviously you know play sony came out with the playstation 4 pro first the, obviously they kind of raised the bar a bit and then microsoft is raising the bar again with the xbox one x and so i kind of want to see uh what the next step on the other side is going to be because i mean if something does come out from sony um incrementally bringing up either the PlayStation 4 with another rendition of a PlayStation 4. I don't know what they call it, like the Pro Super or whatever, or come up with just PlayStation 5 proper on that. 
um, that's another thing to keep in mind as well for me at least. So um, I just uh, for five hundred dollars, it's kind of a steep price to pay to get the super the greatest, especially when I have a lot of other um, avenues to play games on. I, I have too much <laughs> really to tell you God's honest truth. So, so that's like the long and short of it. I mean, I know Kevin, you bought yours with GameStop credit. I did have GameStop credit at one time. I could have paid this thing in full, but I, you know, I looked at, okay, do I want to spend 500 bucks on hardware or do I want to spend 500 bucks buying games? I would rather buy $500 worth of games. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. how about you, Desmond? Uh, you kind of hit the hit the nail right on the head. For me, it was a it was a money cost, and I have just been sort of not feeling what uh what Microsoft has been doing. You know, I just have not been feeling. I haven't really felt comfortable with Microsoft since the 360. You know, for whatever reason, I just did not like their marketing strategy. I didn't like the games. I didn't like what was going on, and 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 where you know, the Xbox was going. I mean, when the Xbox 360 came out, I was there. I was like, this is, this is the, this is the console to beat. And then it just slowly, for whatever reason, you know, the games weren't there. Just the, 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 the consumer support wasn't there. And I was just like, you know what? I just have to, I just have to bite the bullet. And I bought a PS3 and I was just like, okay, this is a really great system. You know, I was able to get a lot of, you know, a lot of mileage out of that. And then, and then the PS4 came out and I was just like, okay, next step, next evolution, let's do this. And then, you know, the Xbox One came out and it just wasn't like there wasn't any games for it hardly. I didn't like the Connect. I just didn't like anything about what Microsoft was doing. I just didn't like it. And so so I put my money, be- just, just like you were saying, Joe, I put my money behind PlayStation and, you know, it has really, like, paid off. I mean, like, it has really paid dividends for me. So, so... I- and then with the Xbox uh, One X, it just really came down to a money situation, and they were touting how great it's going to look and how beautiful the games are. Take you know, um, your, you take advantage of your 4K TV. Take advantage of this. Take advantage of that. And I'm like, that's great, but y'all ain't getting no games for me to take advantage of. So I can look at five hundred dollars, like sitting on my on my um, sitting in my you know in my entertainment center and only put like one or two games on it, you know? And I think that, and that was one of the reasons why, why I was able to buy, I finally justified buying a, um, a Nintendo switch was, I was just like, you know what? They got two solid titles on it, but the system is so fucking cheap. I was like, Hey, all right, then let's do this. So, (laughs) so that was the thing. Like, I, you know, I was really like mad about the Wii, you know what they were doing i didn't i didn't buy the wii u because i was just like why and then and then the you know the switch came out and i'm like okay you know let's do this it's a great price the games that are coming out i'm like okay you know but it was just the price that really sold me you know and this price point that they're putting it at you know i just don't i just don't see it like i just don't see it it's like literally the exact opposite of of the switch um i think i think nintendo and and microsoft are kind of in the same league right to say it you know it's just one is on one end of the spectrum and one is on the other end of the spectrum and and as a consumer i'm willing to take a chance on nintendo because of because of the brand name and what the games are going to be doing and because the system was so much cheaper just so much cheaper you know uh 
I just can't I just can't bring myself to support Microsoft, you know, uh, with it being as expensive as it is. Now, the Xbox One S, that's a great price point, you know, and I can still play the games. Uh, what is it? The the retro games and the and the backwards compatibility games. Like I yeah, can still you play can, that too. Yeah. You can play 360 games and original Xbox. I mean, it's going to perform just as well as anything else. I mean, I know that there's going to be some benefits to to play some of those games on Xbox One X. Uh, Some of the stuff that was just making me die on Twitter this week was uh, Digital Foundry's, like, uh, uh, tweets about how good Halo 3 was because Halo 3 has, like, 4K support. They upscaled the 360 game. That's great. But I don't play Halo. I don't play Halo. I can give two shits about Halo. So it's like, oh, for I know. me, I'm like, eh. You know? But, you know, if, if they're able to do that with those 360 games, if they pull up more 360 support, I know they're working or um, already released stuff for Fallout 3 and for, um, not Skyrim, but Morrowind on there. So, yeah, and they no, have that's support. Great, but again, like, I've already played all these games. Like, I've played these games, except for, like, uh, Halo because but I don't care about Halo I've played Skyrim to death I've played Fallout to death like I've played yeah. I don't need a, a prettier looking version of a game that I've already sunk 100 plus hours in that's why I'm not going to buy it for I'm not going to buy Skyrim for for the Switch it's silly like I just don't understand why I would spend money on that or why anyone would spend money on that ooh because it looks better on my 4K TV get out of here with that come on now gotcha. seriously <laughs> Like, seriously, (laughs) like I know income, some income is disposable, but y'all just throwing money away now. You know, no, I, 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 for me, I just can't, I can't buy that. You know, I was more, I was like, I would have bought, well, I probably wouldn't have, but I would have been more interested in buying uh, an Xbox one uh, X, if like Scalebound was coming out, or 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 if, or if new IPs were coming out, you know, because now I would have saw something new. I, it probably would have looked cool. But this going back to the well is just it's just not it's just like I need more, you know. I need yeah. more sustenance within my systems, you know. Now, yeah. but speaking of like what we have, because we don't even own it, you know. But Kev, you own it. You know, I own it. you yes. own it. So, 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 what is it like from from an owner's perspective? What have you played uh, on it? What does it look like? Are you enjoying it? You know, I grant, granted it just came out. You know, and I, and I know your mileage will vary. You know, given the more time you spend with it, but right now, straight out the box, what are you thinking about it? So, um, starting just with the system itself, the user interface. Um, the user interface has been a bone of contention for me from from the jump with the original Xbox. Um, I got the system. I first had an Xbox One, you know, the OG with the uh, with the. I think they had the Connect. They had just recently taken the Connect out, but it was before the first Windows 10 kernel update. And that UI was was was. The worst. It was probably one of the worst user interfaces of a modern console I've ever utilized. Not intuitive at all. You had to you had to look, go to YouTube videos to find out how to do, you know, some of the more the most basic stuff. And nothing seemed to be where it should have been. You know, that was my biggest complaint. This. And when I got rid of the Xbox One initially, that was uh, summer 
of uh, 2016 is when I got rid of it. And the Windows 10 update, the first Windows 10 update had taken place. It was a little bit better, but still not great. So I missed all those updates in between getting coming in, coming in with the X substantially better. Um, it's a lot quicker. The home button feature is lot is much, much more better laid out, more mo better laid out. Uh, <laughs> forgive my grammatical uh, incorrectness there, but I'm not lost in what I'm looking at on the screen. It, it I know where, if I want to go to a game, you know, I go to my, my games and apps is right there. If I want to go to, if I want to start a movie or, or start an app, it, everything just kind of has its own spot. It, there's a very cross media barish look to it from a standpoint of how things are set up. Um, so it, not, not an exact point for point from the cross media bar, but the way more so in my opinion, the way the UI functions, there's a vertical function when you, between your home and I think it's home. Um, and there are some other options at, at, at the top of this, of this vertical functioning list. And that list, it's home store and, um, it might be apps or games. I can't remember. But moving between those three functions basically takes you to the rest of the, the you know, your selections in the UI. Then you, you make your, your selection uh, of whatever it is you're trying to do from, from that point. So it's very quick. Uh, it's a lot cleaner than that than the, the the tile than the tile system that was before or even after the the initial Windows 10 kernel update. So finding things and getting things or getting to my content was not a big issue. It's a big improvement there. Um, another thing that I another thing that I liked was the fact that. Um, like play anywhere is kind of like the big, the big thing right now with with Xbox. You know, you you purchase content uh, via the Microsoft Store or the, or the Xbox Store, or the, you know, the, or the Windows Store. It's all the same, and you're able to play it between your Windows 10 PC and whatever Xbox uh, console you have. So. Last year, my wife picked up uh, Gears of War for me for Christmas. I have uh, uh, Forza Horizon 3, um, and I have Ori and the Blind Forest, as well as a couple of other games that were free with, um, uh, with, with games with gold when I had the console initially. So booting up the system, getting everything set up, activating my uh, Xbox Live account uh, with gold, I was able to download the games that I had purchased digitally uh, and download. And I had a whole bunch of games that I, I didn't remember buying. They must have been part of games with gold over the, the months that I did not, I was not actively using an Xbox console or a, uh, 
utilizing uh, looking at what was available on uh, on the PC side through Windows 10, I've got like uh, a whole bunch of um, uh, like uh, rare replay games that I know I didn't buy. <laughs> that I'm able to download. So that feature is actually pretty cool. It is kind of neat knowing that whatever content that I have digitally uh, will trans will transfer, you know, whether I'm playing, you know, on PC or on the Xbox. So that that is kind of a neat feature. The and I guess the other thing, the, the other feature that I like uh, would have to be just it would have to be the what you were mentioning des uh, which is the backwards compatibility um, it is really cool to be able to go back two generations and if you already have the disc be able to just pop the disc in download the game from the store and be able to play I think that's fantastic uh, uh, I went to a local uh, I'll call it a mom and pop sh uh, shop, you know, for the sake of argument. Uh, they have a huge selection of original Xbox games. And I picked up uh, uh, Dead to Rights and Ninja Gaiden Black because I no longer had those games from when I originally purchased them, you know, way, way back in the day. So uh, took Ninja Gaiden Black, popped it in. Uh, I was cued that there was a download ready for me to uh, uh, activate, downloaded that, and basically your disc acts as a, um, uh, well, what's the term that I'm looking for? Um, like a, your proof of purchase, you know, <laughs> going back to the old school, uh, is like your proof of purchase that you already own the game and you download the game from the store and and you play it the upscaling effects uh on ninja gaiden black are substantial uh the game looks really really good not that it didn't look good before but it looks even it looks a lot better they they cleaned it up is that 16 by 9 aspect ratio which uh i learned the Ninja Gaiden Black had a lot of display options kind of forward, you know, they the programs kind of forward were thinking forwardly when they made this game. Um, even though it was designed for standard definition, they had kind of foreseen where uh, video was, was uh, fidelity, graphic fidelity was going. Uh, the game was actually programmed with um, not in HD necessarily, but there was something um, that they put into the game in which it could be displayed uh, in HD, uh, including different aspect ratios and 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 whatnot. You know, back when they when when Team Ninja. Uh, back when they knew what they were doing with Ninja Gaiden under Itagaki, uh, <laughs> uh, coded that game, and it's it's it it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, I think there are some there's some one X uh, render uh, updates that take place. Uh, what I'm I'm seeing is eight times 
uh, res- the, the original resolution on the 1S and something like 14 or 16 times the resolution upgrade resolution on the 1X for backwards compatible compatible games. Um, it, it looks cool. It, it's it's a neat uh, it's a neat effect and it, it's an it's a really cool feature to have. So uh, I'm a big fan of back of the backwards compatibility function. Um, I was a big fan of the original Xbox in particular. It was one of, one of my favorite systems of all time. Uh, I actually still have mine, uh, but I don't have very many of the games because I had to trade in stuff, <laughs> you know, back in back in the day to get the new hotness. So most of my uh, libraries no I no longer have, but I think it's a really neat feature. Um, as far as the games that have been given the 4K assets treatment, um, I haven't seen them because I haven't played Gears of War, uh, Gears of War 4 yet. Uh, to my knowledge, Forza Horizon 3 uh, will be getting the 4K assets sometime in January. Uh, I think that's what I read. It, it, they're they're not. Uh, it's not going to be immediate. Immediate. Um, I guess the the main event is Forza Horizon Seven uh, proper. I mean, uh, I mean Forza Motorsport Seven rather. Uh, the proper Forza game, quote unquote, and that Horizon will come later. Um, but. From what I've seen, the Gears of War 4 with the 1X uh, bells and whistles is pretty much par on par on par with the game running on PC uh, with uh, ult, you know ultra settings, you know everything turned turned on shaders, uh, all the different settings that you can that you can that you can throw on there. Um, I have not been able to do a real comparison. Uh, my PC is a 1070 with an i7 uh, 6800K or 6700K, I believe, CPU. Um, from what I've seen, you know, just watching like Digital Foundry comparisons, uh, it's pretty much uh, step for step with what you would get out of a high end uh, PC. Uh, with regards to Gears of War 4, um, maybe a, a little bit better depending on what type of hardware you're using in your PC. But um, <clears throat> it's it's supposedly really, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really supposed to be like the showpiece uh, aside from Forza Motorsport that you're going to want to have on that you're going to want to showcase on the X on a on like a 4K television or monitor. So, um, right but I but again I have not had the opportunity to to look at Gears of Wars and and just to see the uh, uh, the 1080p uh, super sampling abilities that uh, the system has really so. And I read an article talking about the Halo 5 supposed to be really uh, impressive as well mm-hmm. on there. Granted, I mean, it's Halo 5, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, some people didn't really care for uh, Halo 5 in comparison to the other games in the series. But, uh, um, you know, just like you said, Kevin, I, I do kind of like the backwards compatibility stuff. It's not like it's going to be my 
uh, main gaming, you know, but uh, if I get the urge to play something on uh, a three old 360 game or uh, an original Xbox game, they have that ability to be able to play it in a better capacity and a better fidelity, I think, is uh, definitely something that is uh, desirable on that, right. you know. Right. And also with regards to that, I, I forgot to mention, I did throw in Dead to Rights briefly. Um, I think with maybe a handful of ex- exceptions, I'm only going to get the backwards compatibility games that can that can display in 16 by 9. And the reason I say that, I mean, I, I understand there are some things that they simply can't do to the code, but um, Dead to Rights seems to be displaying in the standard in the standard definition aspect ratio. So that means you've got, you know, the square in the middle of your screen and you've got, you know, everything else is, is you know, black barred. Yeah, it's so, four three. Four three. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I couldn't remember what the number, the, the what the ratio was. So everything else is in four three. That is irritating as all get out, <laughs> and uh, at, le- at least visually for me, um, that's also why I won't be getting um, uh, Crimson Skies because Crimson Skies uh, is in 4.3. It does not, it does not, uh, expand to, uh, 16 by nine. So I will be passing on Crimson Skies as much as I like that game. I thoroughly enjoy it. I, that I just can't get ready for that. It's probably something I could get that I I can just get used to and just deal with, but it's kind of, it's like, uh, I I think my backwards compatibility preference is going to be those games that, will display in it will have that hd as, aspect ratio so there there is that to to consider if 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 you're if four nine is a little bit of a visual irritant for you like it is for me um as as far as the as far as the cons go Con number one, and it is it's it's like the primary one, and I'm just 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 going by the system and its abilities and the way Microsoft set things up. It is ridiculous that you cannot buy backwards compatibility games using your Microsoft gift cards. I have no idea why they set it up that way. You have to have a card on file with the Microsoft Store, a credit card on file with Microsoft Store before you can buy any 360 games or um, backwards compatibility games unless you're going through Games Pass. So with with the One X, you have a two-week trial with Games Pass. Games I've I looked at it. Um, I haven't downloaded anything uh, yet, but I think Games Pass is going to be great for people just getting into the who are maybe new to Xbox in general, uh, who maybe picked up a One S. Like say you know you pick up a a One S on Black Friday, and you really. 
particularly if it's for a younger person, you really don't need to buy any games. Just buy them a, a, a Game Pass subscription, and they're going to have a, a lot of titles to play. I think it's over 100 games uh, between the original Xbox 360 and Xbox One that, they, that they'll be, have access to. But the fact that you can't buy those games individually sucks uh, without using a credit card because I don't have a credit card attached to any of my consoles. The uh, the PSN hack from, what was that, uh, like from five years ago, six years ago, whatever, um, convinced me then I, that you know I'm not going to have my actual credit cards tied to anything. Uh, console console related. I don't have them on PlayStation. I don't have them on uh, my Xbox. I don't have them on Nintendo. I use the I use the game cards. And the fact that they want you to go through a service, even if you don't want it, if you don't want to use your credit card to purchase these things, eh, that's kind of shady to me. And I don't understand why they set it up that way. And um, while trying to research why that why it was like that, um, apparently it's been like this since backwards compatibility became a thing when they first announced and implemented uh, the Xbox 360 BC program. Uh, because going looking at Microsoft forum boards, they were complaining about this from the very beginning. People that had gone and purchased Microsoft gift cards, you know, expecting to be able to, to buy those games. Uh, when you go to that system, it tells you that you're, there are no other payment options available if you have a Microsoft uh, gift card balance like I do. Uh, so I, I think that's that that's kind of lame. Um, but really, other than other and other than that, um, I really don't have any complaints about the system and and how it's and you know how they implemented you know um you guys explained why why you didn't uh buy the console i'll just say real quick why i did um i have family members uh two nephews who are uh one is an adult and the other one is a minor uh one is xbox preferred and the other one is xbox only and i want to be able to play games with them um they're both into Destiny, and they both are really hyped for Star Wars Battlefront 2, and I want to be able to play with them. So since Battlefront and Destiny are not Play Anywhere games, meaning that if I download them on PC, uh, I can't play with them on their Xbox consoles... So the only way for me to be able to play with them was to get an was to get an Xbox, and um, thanks to the uh, trade again from this past summer, I was able to uh, generate enough uh, GameStop uh, store credit uh, to pay for my unit in full. Uh, by the way, I also paid for my Switch in full that same way. And with really just uh, maybe about about 
half the cost of my 2ds you know cat out of cash investment you know that was that was a fun time <laughs> so uh the system really didn't cost me uh didn't cost well it didn't cost me anything um but you know it, it so if so I'm I'm kind of in a, like an unusual uh, situation as to why as to why I got it is it's so I can play with family, and um, in re- in retrospect I was going to get I was going to get an Xbox regardless so I could play with them, uh, if it would have required an outlay of cash, I would have I would have opted what you did Des and just got the S. Um, because like what you guys mentioned, there's really hasn't been anything, um, on the Xbox platform that I, that really, I found enticing. Um, and it's been like that for some time, you know, and, and, you know, like you guys, you know, I'm, I'm a PlayStation dude, um, I've always been multi-console, but for the past two generations, the PlayStation has been hitting uh, hitting my my uh, uh, gamer funny bone on uh, all you know on all cylinders, and that's where I've uh, you know I, I bet I bet my put I bet on black <laughs> you know, or, or you blue <laughs> or blue whatever you want whatever yeah, you want to call you are, it. You are correct, my friend. You know, yeah, you know, I, I play my multiplats there, and their first-party exclusives are, are second to none, with the exception of Nintendo, in my opinion. This is why you know exclusives matter, and uh, and I'll say th- I'll say this, and and, and uh, turn it back over to you guys real quick, because I've been blabbing for a while. Um, we're we're already seeing. If you look at Digital Foundry reviews for Titanfall 2 with 1X, with uh, Assassin's Creed Origins on the 1X and their PS4 Pro and PC comparisons, and there have been about three more games as well, we're seeing that there's not a whole lot of difference in the case of Titanfall 2 in some aspects with regards to uh, image quality and frame rate. Titanfall Two runs better on the Pro. Uh, with regards to Assassin's Creed, what the One X has the upper hand when it comes to resolution, and um, meaning that it, it has a higher native resolution and more uh, artifacts, or, or however they however they describe it. I'm not I'm not a technical person when it comes to this. Uh, it comes to a lot of this stuff but resolution is where it shines but pretty much everywhere else you're going to be hard pressed unless you have those you know the, the measuring instruments that digital foundry uses to measure um there's also there's also the situation with uh, shadow of war there's some um parts where there's mud in the terrain and the mud looks better on the one X as opposed to the pro. And, uh, there's also some frame rate differences, uh, with re- that I, that I, that uh, remembering their, their review of uh, shadow of war in comparison. 
that are going to be different. Um, is that worth a hundred dollars? Uh, when it, as far as differences, if you're thinking about, if you're saying, if you're in a position where you can only have one or the other, uh, I don't know. That's going to be up to you. If if your main thing is, but I, I would argue that if your main thing is third party and playing the best of the best, going running super the greatest, you're probably on PC. And because that's where, because exactly. that's where you're going to get, yeah. that's where you're going to get your super the greatest when it comes to your comes to multiplats. Um, well, if you just I, con- if you just I, console, I then you might be able to say Xbox One X is the place to go. But that's just a very narrow box. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, you're going you're going to be hard pressed to find someone who wants to play the very best in multiplats. But only wants to play on console. I, I, I've, I've heard that argument, uh, you know, in in the console wars, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just not really buying it. If, if you're really into your multiplats and you want to see them the best, and you want to play them at the highest resolution, highest frame rate, all that stuff, you've got yourself a gaming rig. Period. Point blank. Uh, I'm I'm sure that that person exists somewhere in the civilized world who is who is saying no. I want to play the very best of the best in the multiplat, but I don't want a gaming PC because I don't want to deal with it. I'm sure that person exists, but it's like finding a unicorn. It, People have been saying unicorns existed. <laughs> Ain't nobody got a picture of one. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, chalk that up to the to Bigfoot, Loch Ness, Loch Ness monster, and UFOs. There's the person who wants to play the very best in multiplats, but don't want to play on a PC. Um, you know, send your hate mail to gamingvessels at gmail.com. You know, but. You know, um, I think that's also why exclusives are so important because exclusives are going to show you what that console can do. Uh, Forza Motorsport Seven looks fantastic uh, from what I from what I've seen. I, I don't have a 4K display in order to really see it, but just in the in the videos that I've seen, I can tell it's 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 a great looking game. And, you know, does it look better than GT Sport? I don't know. You know, people are saying, yeah, GT Sport is better graphically than Forza Motorsport. And they're going, they're tossing, uh, uh, they're shooting uh, a digital foundry video links back and forth at each other regarding that. I don't know. All I know is when I look at Forza Motorsport 7, it looks freaking amazing. Um, so I'll just, I'll just say that. Um but when if you're going to leave it to third party developers to get the most out of your console, um, you're setting yourself up because these guys also have to scale it for the original Xbox, the Xbox One S, the original PlayStation 4, PS4 Slim, and the Pro. So that additional... That, that additional tech, that additional work that needs to be done to get the most out of One X, which is going to be 
a limited number of cust of your customer base. You know, aside from the stuff that can be brute forced, I don't really see a whole lot of third party developers really taking advantage of what the E1X can do. And I don't want people to think that I'm that I'm just this over here fanboying. The One X is a powerful system. It's it has it's gimped by the same CPU problems as the Pro is, but even the CPU has they, they've done some things to it to make it perform a little bit better than the, the PS4 Pro. Plus, you have your six teraflops of GPU power, faster bus, faster RAM. I, I, I get that. On paper, it's a fantastic, super bad machine. You know, it, it's Shaft. I un- <laughs> shaft of consoles. I get that. But you need your exclusives, your first-party uh, developers, or your money-hatted titles from uh, other studios to really showcase what this console can do. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say whether I think it's worth the five hundred dollars or not. I think that's up for, you know, everybody's going to make their own decision when it comes to that. I would say for me personally, if I would have had to spend money on it, there is no way I would have bought this console. You, you know, to me, it's not worth it for what I'm getting from the Microsoft for the from the Xbox brand right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking for myself, if it started on a uh, on a clean slate between Xbox One X and PS4 Pro, and they both had like, you know, like if I came in at this point versus four or five years ago when, you know, I did buy an Xbox One and a PS4 at the point in time, uh, it might be something a little bit differently. You know, Microsoft is starting to get uh, more of the wider range of software. You know, they're getting some Japanese games that for the last year or two have been all, only on the PlayStation because of the fact that Xbox doesn't have any sort of foothold in Japan. And there's no financial incentive for some of these smaller uh, Japanese publishers to release uh, their games on Xbox, mm-hmm. you know. So your Tecmo Koei titles, you know, and so on and so forth. That That's what I'm looking for specifically, but that's just my taste in gaming, you know, so... Well, you know, and and that's fair because you know your your taste in gaming is what's going to dictate is what dictate dictates your purchases. Yeah. For me personally, I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of changes with regards to my third party games. I'm, most of them are going to be played on on PlayStation. For number one, I have more. I have most of my friends are on PlayStation. And the friends that I have on Xbox really aren't interested in in the type of games that I that that you know that I play. I want to play Code Vein. Nobody on my Xbox friends list, which is very small. You know, if you're out there, let me know. Maybe I'll double dip. But most of the people on my Xbox friend list could give two rips about Code Vein. That that's 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 not. That's not that's not their jam. Monster Hunter World for sure is going to be played on PlayStation. <laughs> yep, you yep. know, um, <laughs> and I just don't see a whole lot of that changing. Probably the only third party game that I will play exclusively on Xbox is going to be um, what the uh, I had it in my mind. It's that Iron Man game. <laughs> You know, where all the it's like Destiny with Iron Man mech suits. 
um, it was at E3 this this, this past E3. They well, showcased gonna, it. Well, I'm going to play Crackdown. I mean, that's something that I'm excited to play. But again, I can play that. I can play that bad boy on on, on uh, an S. On an S. Right. So. Are, you, S. are you talking about Anthem? Is that Anthem, what you're talking about? That Anthem, yeah, Anthem. right. Anthem. I'll be playing. I'll be playing Anthem on on the X, um, but everything else is going to be on PlayStation. I'm double dipping for Destiny. I'm double dipping for Star Wars. But other than that, that's that's really all I'm going to be using it for. And as uh, a backwards compat a, a backwards compatibility machine to play my OG Xbox games for the most part and in. I, I was going to say, you know, my 360 games, but other than the Burnout series, uh, you know, picking up some, you know, like Burnout, what was that? Burnout Takedown or Burnout 3? I can't remember which one. Burnout Paradise was the only one. Burnout and Burnout Revenge is only Burnout two. Revenge. Okay, yeah. yeah. Burnout Revenge on, on 360, there's really not a whole lot of, uh, like Bayonetta. I got Bayonetta on PC running in 4K, un- unlock frame rate. You know, same with Vanquish. So there's, there's, there, I'm sure there's some games on on 360. Like if they ever get Ninja Gaiden two, uh, I'll be on, I'll be on that. Like White on Rice, but you know, backwards compatibility is your dessert. It shouldn't be your main course. And for I agree, hundred percent. For me, the main course is on other platforms. And Microsoft, real hopefully, with Phil Spencer is talking about, you know, changing their focus to first party and all that stuff. I really hope that's the case because I don't think we're going to see what this console can really do until Microsoft steps their first party game up. And 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 4K assets on games that we were playing last year and earlier is just not good enough. 100% agree. You know, so. So um, I, I guess that that's my perspective on it. Um, do you guys have any any questions about it before we move on to uh, before we move on from from this topic? Uh, no, I mean, I'll, again, I'll end up I'll end up probably buying it. You know the S, and then once you know the, the the bottom drops out, I might buy you know an X maybe. But by then, you know the next consoles will probably be out, and it'll be talking about the Xbox XX, <laughs> Xbox Two X no, squared, X, X, Xbox Two man, Xbox Two. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will definitely look at the Xbox One X. Um, you know, I'm taking a long view on it. I don't want to be out there blowing 500 bucks on it right now. So, yeah. so you know, I'll, for sure, if if I could trade up to it and I don't have to make too many sacrifices in my gaming catalog, <laughs> then, you know, I might just go ahead and do it, you know, or if I'm able to, like you, Kevin, take advantage of some sort of tr- trading to where my cost out of pocket is, a, is significantly less than it might be worth it. You know, I, at least, at least I didn't trade in my third Xbox One. <laughs> I still own it. And, you know, I'm impressed with the front end. I'm impressed with the console. You know, granted, the only thing I've played on it for the last six months is Destiny 2, but you know, it's like... <laughs> 
Um, I do want to get to some of the Halo titles. I do want to see uh, what the grass is on the other side of the fence, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if they back compat uh, the original Xbox Mercenaries, I'll be down play some Mercenaries. So that's my thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, um, the, well, the well is pretty deep on that. Um, there's so many, so many games on that, on that OG Xbox that uh, hopefully they'll be able to bring. Um, uh, I would personally would like to see Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Couldn't stand the show, but I thought the game was fantastic. But uh, so, yeah, I don't know how that would work licensing wise, but uh, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. But um, I guess uh, since we was we've talked, we've talked that topic up and down, left and right, up one way and down the other. Um, <laughs> we'll go ahead and hit up our playlist. So. Des, why don't you enlighten the folks on what you've been, what's been in your rotation this week, man? Well, uh, very interesting is I started playing uh, Destiny because huh? that's <laughs> what we play, and um, this is what we do. Surprise, surprise! So it's Destiny, and then after that, I have been playing uh, South Park: The Fractured Butthole. That game is a trip. <laughs> That game is wow. I told you because I played Stick of Truth all the way through to the end, and I didn't think that it could get any worse. And this game, <laughs> like, you really have to be okay with some of the the stuff. Like, this is one scenario, and I'm gonna spoil a little bit of it because it was this this one scene is hilarious. So, so, so you're working with you're working with the um. You're working with the with the evil with the evil white police officer, right? And so you have to take down the other black people in South Park. And so as you follow it along, you find out that the evil white cop, the the the, the, the police chief, is rounding up the black folks in South Park and feeding him to a HP Lovecraft Cthulhu type monster. Who likes dark meat? Oh my! Oh right, my God. and it's named something that is a mix of the N word and this weird uh, elder god name, and you're like, what? And so the one thing about the game that I love is it's grid based combat, so you can move freely around the around the the grid within your within the however many moves you have, and all of the moves, most of the moves are directional. So in this game, in this battle, you're in the front of this pit, right? And you had to save this crazy stripper named named Classy. You know, there's a reason why she's called Classy, but you have to figure that out yourself. So and and so what you have to do is there's these white cultists that come out and attack you. And there's this area that where the monster attacks, right, that the evil H.P. Lovecraft Cthulhu monster attacks. And the problem is if you play a black character and you get eaten by the monster, it regains its health. And the only way to stop it is to feed it the white cultists because it does not like white meat. (laughs) So you literally have to move around the board and push them into the wake of this monster. (laughs) 
right? And it's just like, what? You know? And there's like this, and they're like throwing black people. And I'm just like, what the hell am I playing? Like, seriously. Like, what the hell am I playing? And it's just, it's just a silly, it's just the game is just silly. And your farts turn back time. And the source of your power is your, is your anus. It's just, and, and you can be, so you can be, as you're going through the game, you can make your character. So, so you can be a, a, a pansexual, genderless, orthodox, Punjabi, um, Punjabi, what am I? I am a, my character, I just went all, I went all out. I was like, fine. So I'm like this orthodox Jewish Punjabi pansexual multi-gendered person person right and every time you do something that is not that is not uh you know cis white gendered you know these rednecks hop out and try to kill you <laughs> right the, the game is just so silly and like and like you, you can punish microaggressions so there's this commentary on society but then still really bad because it crosses all the lines the, the game is just silly and I, I I just I just never suspected that it would go as far as I, I'm surprised but the combat is solid in the game the combat is fun and the type of combat you can have and and your positioning like I was very surprised at how it's a turn-based uh, combat, but I'm just very surprised at how you, you like some some attacks uh, attack diagonally, or they attack a couple squares in front of you, and it's just all these different interesting things that you have to do, and then the power-ups and and making selfies with people, and then you had to you had to kill your parent, one of your parents, because they hate each other. It's just, man, you're spoiling a lot, man. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. Like I was like, what the hell? And like the game is still going. Like the game is still going. Like I have no idea. And then Kanye West is in it. Oh, uh, and Jared, we should probably put a spoiler uh, warning. On yes, just, there's this so section. much, there's so much shit in this game. I'm just like, what the hell is going on with this game? It's just, <laughs> I don't know, man. This game, I, I never, seriously, I never like, I just keep going with it. It just keeps going and it keeps going and they keep introducing new people and you keep fighting people and you keep changing people and I just, there's just so much shit going on in this game. I'm just like. <laughs> And the funny thing about it is it hasn't really gotten it hasn't really gotten boring. That's the thing. It's like you're just wondering what they're going to do with it. You know, it's just the game is crazy. You guys really like you really have to like South Park, though, and you really have to, like, be OK. Because and there's a lot with, of cursing in the sacred game cows too. being slaughtered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cursing in it. There's a lot of weird scenarios. It's just the game is just. All, all over the place, but I keep feeling drawn do it to to it to see what happens to see, you know. And the game breaks the fourth wall every so often, you know. But the way it breaks the fourth wall is is in game, so it's really it's really it's a very clever game. So I've been playing it like so. Most of my time has been played uh, playing that uh, when I'm not playing Destiny, and then I also started playing Breath of the Wild as well, which has nice. been. Which has been very, very good. Like, I haven't played a Zelda game since Wind Waker. So, and this game, 
um, just the freedom to do stuff and the and and the way that you can explore different things, because they really like I'm I'm very surprised that this game does not do as much handholding as I expected to. Like I was expecting it to be a lot more handholdy, and it is not. Like you literally just have to kind of figure shit out as you're going, <laughs> you know. You know, and I like how it's how it's broken up into these giant platforms, these plateaus that you have to go through, and you have to go through all these different things. So, the game looks gorgeous. Um, like I really feel like I'm playing, you know, like I really feel like I'm playing a Nintendo, like a Nintendo game. Um, uh, the peripherals are way too expensive; they really need to come down on those prices. <laughs> um, but other than that, I, I'm loving the games. Although I do not like the controller; like I don't, the controller is way too small uh, for my hand. I have like medium-sized hands, but just the controller compared to a um, just the way the comp- controller is set up. Uh, like I can really see why people are buying the pro controllers because it just it just doesn't feel good in my hands. So are, are you using the Joy-Con separately or with the uh, um, Joy-Con base? With the Joy-Con base, I don't like. I never really got. A, I never was really a fan of the of the nunchuck style thing of playing everything. I don't know, just something about that I never really got. Like I like holding a controller, <laughs> and that was one thing that I felt was kind of weird with playing the Wii was the was the nunchuck and having it separated in two hands. It's weird. Like Paul can do it, but I just I can't do it. I like I actually like holding a controller and and attacking, especially in a game like this where where you literally have to um because each of the each of the buttons does something different on the top, so the triggers are, are literally like drawing your shield, drawing your bow, drawing your your special item. So there's like a lot of stuff. There's like a lot of buttons that you have to press and memorize and stuff. And so on the on the on the on the joypad controller base, it just it, it's just weird because they're, they're not spaced out like a normal controller so like i'm forgetting where things are in 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 relation to other things as i'm trying to do combat and stuff so it's just a learning curve you know but i really you know will have to pick your brain joe about getting a an actual um game pad like a full-on game pad so when i'm playing it in front of the television and not in on the go mode quote unquote uh yeah i'll i can do it because this this um this base thing, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling well, it. Well, Kevin might be able to tell you. I don't know if he's um, thirty dollars. If you don't mind wires, thirty dollar uh, Nintendo Pro controller is great. It's not, it's, it's not a Nintendo branded controller though, Kevin. It's from a third party, so that's oh, fine. it is. Third party's fine. No, it's, it's. Yeah, I, I thought it was. <laughs> no, it's not. It so feels, it feels know. just like the, uh, feels just like the Pro controller. I have no, I have no issues with it. Yeah, uh, it, he it. bought a Super Mario Odyssey from BDNA. Uh, it's like thirty bucks at GameStop. Uh, there's also uh, a Hori pad as well that Hori has that has a swappable um, digital pad on there, and I think they have a couple of uh, plastic uh, things that you can swap out the um, digital pad with. So depending on the style you like, so there's options out there for sure. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to sit down with you or. Or something, so I can just go through it and pick out some really cool stuff because I am I am I'm gonna need another controller if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play this in my you know uh, hooked up to the television. I mean, it's weird though because when I play it when I play it you know on the go, uh, what's on the sides of the of the of the controller, totally fine. It works perfectly. You know, I'm, I guess because I'm used to it because it's sort of like it kind of reminds me of. Um, of playing on a DS, um, but I think it, they did that on purpose, but. But for whatever reason, um, having it on the on the um, 
and the bass just is not it's just not working for me. Mm-hmm. So one one thing you might also want to can uh, think about too is when you play Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. there are some moves that Mario can do that he can only do with the the, the Joy Pad, the, the oh. Joy Con. But you don't have to do them. They're not gameplay critical. They're like, uh, I know there's one where he can jump. He can do like a, a high jump, which you can do normally. And there's like he does like this baseball slide. And okay. I haven't. I it, it, it's it, and I think there's like this uh, type of throw that he can do with the hat. That's kind of like. Uh, Kung Lao's when Kung Lao throws his hat in That's Mortal awesome. Kombat, it, it looks like that. But Mortal Mario, yeah. <laughs> but other than I mean, there's a whole bunch of others, but none of them seem to be uh, gameplay critical. But you know, the, the, it's just things that you can do. Um, I, I will say also that at least in the uh, instructions when you're when you're going through how to control Mario. Uh, you will have a slightly more open uh, control options if you have the the officially licensed wireless pro controller because some of the motions that you can do uh, that are Joy-Con specific, you can duplicate by moving the wireless controller, uh, the, the wireless pro controller and mimicking some of that stuff. So That's good to know. How do you know that? Huh. I haven't. That's one of the games I haven't tried yet. Is uh, is Mario? That's the next oh, one. Yeah. And, and another side note: when you're talking about uh, it, it, uh, South Park, uh, we're feeding black people. I have a family member who wrote a short story just like that about ten years ago. I'll see. <laughs> Tell you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, probably a little bit longer than that. Yeah, they've been they've been uh, I've got because every time I see them, they keep talking about this 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 short story or book. It changes every time I see them uh, of, of how it, except with the exception instead of like a Cthulhu like thing, it's aliens. So well, there you go. That, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but it's definitely worth it's definitely worth checking out. You know, if you want to play, you know, South Park, it's definitely worth. But it, it is not for the uh, faint of heart, though. So yeah, so South Joe, Park isn't for the faint of heart. Either. No. So Joe, what have you been playing, my friend? Aside from Destiny, because you know it's because you know it's faction rally time. Uh, since we last recorded, yeah, um, I have been mainly playing Destiny. I have not kicked my habit yet. Uh, I was thinking, just like you guys have been kind of weaning off the, the teat a little bit. <laughs> I have not been weaning off the teat. I'm on the teat, uh, like hardcore still. Um, both my characters are 303 right now, 304. Um, if I equip them with certain guns, I'm pretty much up to the highest light level, but I am finding stuff to do. I still do my, you know, weekly stuff, flashpoints, you know, the call to arms, you know, how much I love the crucible, how much I try to, you know, give you peer pressure to play crucible all the time. Actually, on there. Not that bad, you know. I've, I've honestly, you know, I've honestly started liking Crucible a little bit more. I, I really think that this iteration of it is a lot more um, forgiving, is, is what I'm finding out. It, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I just something about it just works this time, so I, I, I'm more willing to play it this time. Yeah, the 4v4 is not too bad, too. I mean, it's a little bit more controllable, if you could say that, not less chaotic because of the, that fact. Um, I did at one point 
you know, God forbid, oh my God, I ejected the Destiny 2 disc from my PS4 Pro in the game room and I, I put in Call of Duty World War II and, and installed the game. But <laughs> when push came to shove, I took that thing right out and put Destiny 2 back in because if I'm going to be playing for a little bit, I, cr- I crave to play Crucible sometimes. I just want to go in and relax and play the Crucible. Craving. You know, like, really? It's a craving. Yeah, it's li- literally like my it's brain is like, okay, I want to go play some 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 uh, control slash uh, you know clash slash uh, supremacy. I just want to do uh, after getting home from work sometimes, or if I'm dealing with some other outlying stress, it's catharsis at its finest in in my humble opinion. So nothing wrong with that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, other games I've been playing, I still am dabbling with the 3DS. My Switch is still just kind of collecting dust, and it's not for the lack of quality or games on that particular system. It's just the 3DS just brings so much uh, goodness that it seems like, you know, I'll still be gaming on my 3DS for years to come. I got quite a bit of 3DS games to play through as well, so I'm still playing Dragon Quest Eight on there, and then thinking it's very relaxing to play a turn-based combat game um, at work, you know, get 15, 20 minutes in for each break and, uh, you know, between the music and Dragon Quest Eight, you know, just everything's just uh, JRPG top choice, you know, so it's like, <laughs> I'm glad I got back into the game. I kind of laid off uh, for like about maybe three to four months, but uh, I was able to figure out where I was and I'm trying to resume where I left off and still having a good time with it. I need to maybe make some time at home to play a little bit more so I can progress a little bit further into the game because otherwise you know it's the only time is i'm playing you know 15 20 minute increments twice a day at work and it's just like uh not gonna do it with a game that is deep as dragon quest uh, 8 i can't even imagine playing dragon quest 7 i think dragon quest 7 if you do everything in that game that's like 100 hours and so i can't i'll be sitting here playing dragon quest 7 on the 3ds like in 2025 or something so if I don't play other, um, you know, segments. Yeah, that's a lot. I'm yeah. just saying, that's a lot, my friend. Yeah. For sure. Um, but, yeah, that's was basically what I've been playing this week on that. So, okay. How about you, Kevin? What you been up to, man? Well, for me, um, Destiny, just like, the, just like you, um, but... The other game that I've been spent a whole lot of time with and which has really taken up the bulk of my time is Near Automata. Um, this game is a masterpiece. I can't really think of a, any other way to describe it. The environments that you find yourself in, and I'm not even going to spoil and trying to describe them, all I have, all I'm going to say, is that if you have a have a, a pre, if you appreciate platinum games at their best, if you come from Bayonetta or Vanquish, you know something like that, do yourself a favor, and whether it's rent, buy near Automata, it is fantastic i've 
the only other games that have impressed me this much with with just like their soundtrack. I mean, uh, uh, like Final Fantasy fifteen had a great soundtrack. Um, Persona, the Persona series, Persona Four and Persona Five. I, I still got jams from Persona Five still stuck in my head. Near Automata is the exact same thing. Every area, every new um, region that you that you come across has its own theme, and that theme is reflected in the music. It's not only the music that you hear as you're going from place to place; it's reflected in the, you know, like the the music that plays when you're in combat for that level when you're in that area and every song that plays is just like this haunting melody and that really captures not that as a whole captures the state of the world that the that the, the state of the world within this game it captures you know how the androids are thinking about things and, you know, figuring things out, uh, going about their missions as as they are programmed to do. But, you know, beginning to come face to face with things that, you know, that that they're questioning. And man, this game is absolutely outstanding. I control wise it it is one of one of platinum's best it is a bayonetta class brawler graphics wise it is it, it is beautiful is it is it like horizon zero dawn no it's not but it's it's kind of close uh, particularly when you get to um uh some of the smaller areas that where there's a lot of i'll just say that there's a lot of activity going on it's some of it is jaw dropping in its presentation. What it may lack in um, actual technical prowess, you know, when comparing to like something like HZD, it more than makes up for in how it's presented and the dialogue that your characters are engaging in and the combat is butter smooth, butter smooth. I, I can't say. <laughs> enough about this game other than that it is a travesty (laughs) i'm only just now getting to it (laughs) i think this game came out in what like uh february march something like that in this year and and it's absolutely fantastic and and that's pretty uh other you know and other than uh, on the on the xbox um the backwards compatibility games uh you know Ninja Gaiden's freaking amazing. Um, saw a little bit of uh, of uh, Dead to Rights, which is a uh, uh, kind of like a like a Max Payne inspired type game that that had had plenty of faults, but for whatever reason, I just found really fun <laughs> back in the day. Uh, so uh, I haven't really played, I haven't played a whole lot of it, like literally just like, like the opening, cre- the opening sequence uh, of that game. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, it's, it's, it's in that, 
that four by nine, you know, square, <laughs> which just irks the heck out of me, but it, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, but um, that pretty much does it for my game in week. So with that, we're going to move on to our vessel line. We got some feedback. So uh, I'll go ahead and, and, and read our feedback. It comes from our good friend, Alberto. And he writes, hey, guys, with so many great games this year, which game or games do you think was overlooked that gamers should give a chance? My overlooked game would be Monster Hunter Stories. So I'm going to toss this out to you, Des. What oh, game did you, you, which you say Monster Hunter Stories? Yes. What? What? <laughs> oh well okay he done stole mine do you see that he done stole it Mm-mm-mm. no it's fine i think that's uh i would agree with that 100 monster hunter stories um 100 and i would say uh near automata uh is uh is another one that was you know fantastic critically underrated um mm-hmm. Sorry, critically underplayed, I would say, is a much better uh, representation. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, check it out if you have not already. You still can get copies out there. Pick it up. Uh, second one would be Gravity Rush 2. Um, those two games, perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And then, of course, Kevin's you know one game, uh, Monster Hunter Stories. Fantastic game. I'm still playing it. Uh, Alberto and I sometimes will chill chat about it. Like he's still playing it. He was very surprised at how much he's further off. He's further than I am, you know, in that game. I had to put that game down though. Cause I was like, damn, you know, this is cause there's just so much you can do in it. There's, it, it's like, it's like everything that Pokemon should have evolved into, you know, is, is, is how I place that game. So cool. fantastic game. Pick it up. Joe. I think he beat the game actually crazy enough. I know he enjoyed it quite a bit on that. So, as far as my unheralded games, um, I would probably have to say, um, probably just thinking of Ease 8. Uh, now I know you didn't care for it, Kevin, but uh, kind of came and went a little bit. And, um, you know, I haven't really played it too much myself. I've kind of stuck it, stuck it in my backlog on there. But uh, it's something where I want to get to that, uh, you know, people, have, you know, it's especially being a Japanese game and a long running series that you're not going to um, obviously think that they could jump in and play, you know, an eighth game of a series on that and to be able to just slide right on in on there. Another game I would say, the game we all played was uh, Todekin 2. Too, that I don't think that game got as much fanfare as it should have on that. So uh, I, want, I actually want to go back to that game. I don't know if, how you guys feel about it. Oh, I'd love um, to go back to it. Yeah, so would I. I still have it on my. I still have it on my system. In fact, um, lo and behold, it. You know, I don't know if you guys know this, but Tecmacoe put a bunch of games uh, discounted down to twenty bucks, and Todekin Two's on that list. Berserk uh, is on that list, as well as uh, at the latest Atlier game uh, for PS4. And uh, there's like one other game that got discounted down to twenty bucks. It was uh, Samurai Warriors: uh, Spirit of Sonata got uh, discounted down. To 20 bucks and so i picked up a copy of todekin 2 from my wife my wife i asked her if she wanted to play she, my wife has played plenty of monster hunter with me in the past she, i think she had three 200 hours in monster hunter 3 try like the no monster hunter 3 ultimate correcting myself on there and she says she'd be willing to play so i'm going 
back to play Todekin 2 with her. And I would love to see if you listeners would love to play games on the cheap. And I know you, Kevin, and you, Desmond, if you want to play as well, I would love to go back and, you know, because we got, I think, single player i got to like chapter three i didn't get too far at all but uh i almost uh, beat that it was... <laughs> I, almost, I got really super far on that game i, I actually want to try to do that you know and uh, also god eater 2 with god eater 2 i don't know if i think it came out really early this year maybe last year but uh it's kind of been sitting collecting dust on my backlog and i know just how much you love the god eater um god what's the subtitle for that one on the uh... ps4 yeah, it, it, yeah, the PSP remake, uh, not Resurrection. Was yeah, Resurrection. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So that that game, I mean, save for what it's will, it's just uh, it's right in that the same wheelhouse: four player co op, multiplayer, um, you know, action oriented, you know, Fantasy Star Online, Monster Hunter type of game that um, should get a little bit more attention as well on there uh, and anytime any of you listeners want to play god eater 2 i'd send my backlog too <laughs> um i would love to get some multiplayer going on with that as well so mm-hmm. um actually the one i was i would have said was has already been mentioned that's near automata i don't think uh it nearly enough praise has been heaped upon that game because i don't think a whole lot of people have played it um, and and that's a shame. <laughs> it, oh, it really is. It it's really actually is sold quite out. a bit. It quite sold quite well, Kevin. It sold over a million copies. So the, you know the people have been been paying attention in the air on there. You know, mm-hmm. granted, it's not like you know you're not going to see frat boys or you know your mom <laughs> at GameStop on Thanksgiving night. You know, asking for a near automata, but it's still you know that's one thing. I, I think near. Um, Yakuza has gotten a lot of attention this year where in years past it hadn't gotten a lot of attention, you know, before with Yakuza 0. That's another game I think that kind of slipped under the radar a little bit, but if you look at the sales of that and Nier, um, it's getting quite more attention. I think everyone uh, with the broad base of games available on PS4 and uh, different uh, support and different types of games coming out that people are dipping into pools maybe they haven't dipped into before on that so well, that's good that's that's yeah. good if you and if you haven't played it you should <laughs> and that, that was really the only the game that has just been stuck in my mind because at least in the the social media circles that uh i find myself in nobody has been talking about it so um, and that's unfortunate. It was more even more people should should give that game a chance. But uh, but yeah, thanks Al for 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 writing in and uh, asking that asking us that question. Thank you for some uh, interesting conversation. And you know, what? I, I'll add another I'll add another one to that. I'll add another one to that. Um, uh, I'm going to say. Because I'm coming to the game late, I have no idea how well it sold. Maybe it was a maybe it was a, it sold tons. I don't know. I will say uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team on on the DS. I that is like my go to game at work, and it it is ridiculously fun. I have no idea how well they. I think that game is what three four years old now. Yeah. Uh, 
I have no idea how well that game sold, but it I hope it sold a crap ton because that that game is just ridiculously fun. I don't yeah, and <laughs> yeah, it's on the greatest hits, Kevin. It's sold sold considerably well. I mean, if you like that, then I would definitely check out Superstar Saga. Oh yeah, which is the remake of the first uh, Mario and Luigi game that came out for GBA a long time ago. On there, that just barely came out like last month, and so I'm thinking uh, once you finish the game, maybe give it a you know a week or two or cleanse your palate a little bit. But uh, I say no, um, just go to it. Just go right into it. Just go right into it because it's the same. <laughs> goodness seriously yes. just get right into it keep, it's worth keep it the, keep the party going on <laughs> yeah yeah because i mean and again I, i'm all this ds stuff is all new to me because i this i only got one got a, a nintendo ds uh this year and i honestly really didn't pay that much attention to the market uh because i didn't have the system so uh, Mario and Luigi is all new, <laughs> at least for me, and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. So with that, folks, we've got some gaming news in our extra, extra section. So Trader Joe, why don't you let the folks know what's going on in the industry? Okay. I've uh, got some news stories that caught my eye. And the first one, let's get that aluminum foil off your head xbox fans um bungie has finally announced their intentions with the destiny 2 uh, support for both the xbox one x and the playstation 4 pro uh with the winter season coming up the expansion the um curse of osiris coming up on december 5th uh they said that they are going to be releasing a patch on there and it's going to allow for playstation 4 xbox one s and xbox one x to get hdr lighting on there uh the resolution on the playstation 4 pro will have a quote unquote adaptive 4k resolution where the more powerful xbox one x will be in full 4k you know the adaptive 4k resolution would be the common technique as we talked about before on the show as checkerboard yes on there so i know before when everything was mum at um gamescom that people were wondering how come what's destiny 2 how come it's not on the list (laughs) and all that stuff and i've heard so sony's trying to buy off uh the resolution and then it's not going to support the xbox one x because sony paid off bungie and activision so um media bias (laughs) you could take that aluminum foil off um you know i'm thinking they just received the signals from the mothership (laughs) (laughs) there you go <laughs> uh, pretty much, it's a done deal. You're too hard I, on I, them. <laughs> um, you know, and Xbox One X will get a full, full 4K resolution, where X, PlayStation 4 Pro will have checkerboarding. So we'll have to see. You know, once all everything is said and done, as far as you know, digital foundries or other websites of the world kind of you know tick off them boxes. Obviously, the best version of the game is going always going to be the PC version <laughs> on there. But uh, you know, at least we get some satisfaction knowing that Bungie has quote unquote, answered the call on there. Of course, 
Um, there was still some grumbling after I saw uh, this news story go up on Twitter with the uh, few Xbox um, enthusiasts wanting to say that they're holding the game back at 30 frames a second, that the Xbox One X should be able to support 60 frames per second on there, and they shouldn't be holding the game back because of what their intentions were. And in fact, you know, you got to think they're trying to make this game compatible. We talked about this before between a a vanilla and vanilla PS4 and a vanilla Xbox one uh, to support the uh, higher textures and resolution on the Xbox one X and the PlayStation four pro that uh, maybe they want to keep the game at the 30 frames a second on console, just to keep um, compatibility, especially with multiplayer. On yeah. That. So yeah. yeah. So there's reasons. Yes, you but know, your base on the multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. So there is reasons. You know whether you like that or not. Obviously, some people out there still want that. St- 60 frames a second on Xbox One X, but guess what? If you want the whole enchilada with the sour cream and the dollop of olives on the top, yeah, go go to your gaming PC and, and go get your serving of Destiny over on that platform on there. So and still a Microsoft platform technically if if you're running on Windows 10 mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. platform. Yeah. So Windows you know you, get yeah. all the bells and whistles. You got it, man. And your Microsoft uh, loyalty will not cross. Per <laughs> se, <so. laughs> oh, God. So. And, and can we stop with? I just, I just have to say this, real quick. One X is impressive. It is. It, it's. It, it's a fantastic uh, tech piece. You know, it's neat having it on. Anyone who who plays console games, you know, you're you're gonna, if you're especially especially if you're an Xbox fan, you're gonna find, and you you are fortunate enough to have the console, you're going to, you're going to enjoy it. But it, if you're if let's let's not let's when we're talking about well, it should be able to do 4K 4K 60 frames, y'all. This is not a i7 1080 Ti 1080 1070 equipped. Con, you know, console. It, it's not going to run everything like a high-end PC. I don't care what the marketing tells you. It it it's going it's going to do a little bit more. You know, shout out to Craig Harris for, <laughs> for that. But it, it it's not going to be equivalent to PC on on ultra settings when it comes to 4K and all that stuff. Just just be happy with it, y'all. It's a console. <laughs> Don't worry. Okay, I won't. I won't repeat that. <laughs> you want to get us with that trademark band? <laughs> I think my bad singing won't hit any sort of algorithm. Thank, thank the Lord. I, I can sing, sing anything. Please don't. Yes. <laughs> All right. The next news story, um, Sony Interactive Entertainment of Europe has renewed the trademark of the word siphon filter on that. So the trademark application filed on November 8th is an obvious hint to the successful franchise that has debuted on the original PlayStation 18 years ago in 1999 on there. Um, after a few iterations on the PSP though, I think the last game was uh, siphon filters, Logan shadow, the siphon filter games on PSP were, were, 
pretty good for that platform on there. But we have not seen Hider here of Siphon Filter uh, since 2007. So uh, people are kind of formulating what's going on and seeing if it's either one or a release of the PS2 games on PS4 or two uh, new Siphon Filter game proper. So uh, you, any of you two have any sort of uh, fondness for Siphon Filter in the past or uh, any regard for the series at all? I never really played it, so I really don't have a opinion about it. I never really, you know, knew much about it, didn't really get into it. No, never played it. Kev? I played the first two. And I, it was been so long, I can't remember a thing about him. I remember <laughs> I had fun with him, yeah. but I don't remember story, nothing, <laughs> because it's been so long since I played. It might be a good reiteration, maybe even a retelling, you know, maybe a whole just start the series fresh because of that reason. Even me, I was trying to think of the plot lines. That I know it's just the typical, you know, um, splinter cell um, third action, you know, third person uh, behind the, you know, camera action game on there with the uh, dash and Metal Gear maybe thrown in there too on that. So, I mean, obviously the PS1 games were good as well, but like I said, it's been a whopping 18 years since this game's debut on there. And I know a lot of people do have some sort of, uh, uh, of enthusiasm towards the series and so it's just good to see we'll see you know what other sony uh, old franchises you guys would like to see new iterations you know for me i would say probably jet moto because i just missed that whole like wave race jet moto like water ski type games you know hydro thunder uh, i would love to see them revisit that any old uh, first party sony that you guys would love to see on ps4 mm, i don't know Honestly, I mean, there's just so many. There like was, Warhawk, Twisted Metal, you know, you think of I never all was the, a fan of, like, and although those games never really, like, spoke to me. Like, I never really was, like, the racing kind of fighting, the racing kind of, like, you know, destructive games. I never really spoke to me. So, I yeah. don't know. I really don't know. That's a good question. I have to think about that. Yeah. I, I would stuff. love to see an actual Warhawk. I, I Not the the multiplayer Warhawk that we got on PS3, but like a return to this, a single player flight action, you know, straight up arcade style um, action game like the first Warhawk was because I loved the heck out of that game. I, I I played that game for hours, even with the with the corny FMV <laughs> cutscenes, <laughs> you know, that looked like they could have been like a uh, 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 airwolf, uh, you know, <laughs> leftovers on the cutting room floor. Oh yeah, those, those FMVs were somebody. Yeah, it was a good game. <laughs> Hopefully his Combat 7 will kind of scratch that itch. At least we know that's coming. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So. All right. And then in other news, um, a game that we kind of – I've played before in the past. I think you, both of you guys have played before in the past. But uh, Warframe's latest expansion entitled Planes of – Audiolon is officially coming to consoles on November 14th. Um, it was launched on PC a couple months ago on there. Um, in the plans of Audiolon, players will have an all-new open-world area to explore, which will include day and night cycles. Up to four people will be able to explore this new area, and if they do so during the day, will be able to be assigned missions 
in a brand new social space called Cetus, which can hold up to 50 players at one time on there. So um, just like on PC, Planes of Ideolon will be available as a free download for anyone that owns the base game, which in of itself is also free to download as well on there. Um, for me, at least, I played Warframe when the PS4 first came out. It was um, something that I dabbled in, but um, I think it was kind of obtuse when I played it. A little bit hard to get into, you know. Um, I haven't really gone back to it for a number of years, actually. But there's uh, quite a few people in our community that uh, do play it. You know, I know Jason used Surgeon Fire out there. And we reference you sometimes, you know, because we play with you during game night and whatnot. And he's also a host, a new host on uh, Everyday Gamers as well on there. He's a big fan of Warframe. And so it got, got me marinating thinking about checking the game out because it's free it's just you know i need to get some destiny methadone in my system or something on that so play with some other people i mean i played it i played it for about a month and a half and i played it uh the the first came out because it was one of the first games that i played on my ps4 when i got it because it was free that yeah uh uh uh, dc universe which is such an amazing game but it's fallen oh way down anyway um and then when the, when the second dream came out that first that first really big expansion came out and i played it again uh and it was fun so I'm, I'm pretty much gonna play it this time when it comes out again because it's free um i probably will pay for the expansion maybe i don't know if it's if it costs money i don't know <laughs> no nah, this ex- expansion is free so well then i like definitely would be playing it then <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so um you just have to understand that it's a, it's a grindy game it's like it's like horde mode grindy game horde mode battle with the with a um a battle a, a boss horde mode so it's just like it's one of those games where um you can just kind of run around and just like destroy all kinds of shit and and you're a ninja like who doesn't like being a space ninja so yeah so i definitely will end up playing it you know, like the fact that it's they're they're like this little this little game is like the game that could you know it keeps going so and it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't already I mean, shit. It's ar- it's already on your your PS4. Just download it and play it for a minute. I mean, if you don't like it, delete it. <laughs> that's what I like. That's what I love about it. How about you, Kev? Do you think about dipping in back in the Warframe, or is your your deck is too loaded with paid stuff to even think about diving into this expansion? Yeah, uh, there's a lot going on, but I did see the uh, trailer for the expansion, and it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, now, granted, it was running on a PC. The trailer was had had PC footage on it, but it still looked good. So, if it, it kind of reminded, it was it was very. I had I got kind of like a Destiny vibe from it. You know, you're running through these, fighting these big giant machines in 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 like but looked like fields of wheat in one scene, which I thought was, was kind of a, was kind of trippy. So, and, but it looked good. It looked like a lot of fun. So, but see, I, I have a feeling that monster hunter world is, is just going to devour what, what game time I have it. Every time I see that game, it's something, they showcase something else that just makes me want to play it more. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. 
Oh, good deal. And then also in the news this week, um, they announced at least a little bit more of an update regarding what's going on with Ease 8 Lacrimosa of Dana's uh, retranslation. On there originally, I think we covered in the past the episode that they were promising to get the retranslation out late November, early December on there. But uh, they kind of said that it's a little bit more of an undertaking than what they were anticipating on there. Um, They are basically doing what they think is right for the game. Um, They completed a new script. Uh, They're redoing all the voice acting on the game. And so they're re-recording all the uh, lines on there. Um, They're also... um, basically going in and tweaking the PC version. They had noted a hacker, you know, extraordinaire, this guy named Durante. He's kind of known in the um, field as far as PC games, the conversions of console games to PC, because he's kind of wrote some fixes for certain games that were optimized properly uh, for the PC PC, uh, console or on Steam or whatever you want to call it. So this guy's named Durante and basically he's he's a wizard of of getting games up to uh, their optimal resolution and being able to do it, you know, do it right on there. He released a fix for Dark Souls that's noted as the Durante fix on there. So there's even a link for the patch for the original Dark Souls on the uh, Steam page for Dark Souls. So on there. So and the PC version will be delayed until the project is finished. They're estimating it's probably going to be early 2018 to where the PC version will finally get released along with the patch to make Ease 8 whole, quote unquote. You know, maybe they shouldn't have released it in the state it was in <laughs> back in September, but they were uh, excited about uh, publishing the game. NIS America was excited to get the game out on there. So but they got to give them kudos. You know, there was a lot of uh, fanboy flare up <laughs> from what happened on there and rightfully so, because, you know, the translation was, uh, you know, not good. I wouldn't say it was poor, but it was uh, too directly uh, translated into English from the Japanese where it needed a little bit more of a, uh, a delicate touch, quote unquote. So on that, so, so. Any thoughts, guys? I know, Kevin, I know you didn't care for the Ease 8 demo. We talked about that a few episodes ago. So yeah, think about going back to it. Maybe if you have a backlog or, I mean, a um, downtime, maybe when games are not as crazy as it is, or maybe see it on the cheap and mm-hmm. give it another. Nope. Probably not your your joint. So Not my joint, man. I, I tried. I, I gave it the old college try because yeah. I was thinking I was going to like it. But uh, the art style, the voiceovers, and, and, uh, and just the overall, just the game overall just did not grab me. Gotcha. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm holding off to the side until the retranslation does come out. I do own it on there. I know a listener um, got to try kill me right now. I can't think of his name. He's been on the show too. Raphael. Sorry, Raphael. Um, I know you were looking forward to checking out the game and I know you're going to wait till, you know, the new version of the game is out before checking it out on there. So keep an eye out for it. But it definitely is a worthy game for sure. So on that. So. All right. And other news this week. 
Uh, Nintendo had a direct for Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, which is the uh, RPG that's coming out for Switch on December 1st. And so they did announce a few things uh, on there. Uh, definitely check out the direct if you're interested in finding out more of the backstory of the characters of the game and how the game plays, because it's, it's uh, believe, like a 20-minute direct going into all of the uh, nuts and bolts of the game on there. But they did announce that uh, they have have a Japanese language uh, support for a Japanese audio that will be included as day one DLC on there. Um, they also stated that there will be a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 expansion pass on there. Uh, what that will do for you is to be able to get you certain items on there. A rare blade will be added into the game once spring rolls around as well as a new battle mode in the summer. And then some brand new story content will be hitting the boards in the fall on there. So you'll be able to get all of that uh, with the expansion pass on there. Also, uh, the main character in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Rex, you're able to acquire uh, Rex's costume in Xenoblade, um, not Xenoblade, in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for free with a side quest so they're trying to get attention to the game and if you didn't know um monolith the team that uh, developed this uh, game um also worked on breath of the wild in quite a big capacity and i think as soon as xenoblade chronicles x was finished on the wii u they uh, basically moved on to the breath of the wild project and was helping to get that game out so there's definitely some uh uh, monoliths uh, kind of DNA kind of splashed in Breath of the Wild with the uh, you can kind of tell with the the scope of the game and see how expansive the planes and everything is that they kind of took some influence from the original Xenoblade Chronicles in my opinion on there so um, Desmond you interested in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or Kevin you, any thinking about the, this game at all I will be picking it up just FYI it's uh, another game to play on the um, on the Switch, I saw you play it on your Wii, uh, your Wii U, and yeah, it looks fun. I'm interested. I I think the style is really cool. I'm a fan of the anime style, so. <laughs> Yeah, bring it. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to playing it on the train headed down the PlayStation Experience this uh, December. So, you know, I, I'm going to be a PlayStation trader by busting out my Nintendo Switch mainly on the road. <laughs> there are no traders. To, Come on now. No, we, we are I am all a video consumers. game fan. We, yes. we, we, are, we are consumers. Yes. You know, I think people who are like, you know, flame each other for, you know, for that is just, you know, no. Just, yeah. we're, we're revoking your stable dues, Joe. You're no longer a pony. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. You can't be part of us. So we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be looking for a new co-host uh, because uh, no, no. Well, you know what that that it wasn't that it was the uh, you know they called PlayStation fanboys ponies. I don't know where that came from. What really? But, That's the yeah. name. Pony. pony. Yeah. Sony ponies. Yeah. What? I've never heard that. I. Yeah. Yeah. Sony ponies and Xbox. So I could have went the rest of my life not knowing that and been so happy. Thanks, Kev. I am a PlayStation enthusiast. I I got no PlayStation brand on my ass like a horse. Thank you. Sony ponies. (laughs) They came up with the weirdest stuff. That's all I can say. All right. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, Ease Eight was going to kind of fill my 
by uh, desire for a a Japanese uh, action RPG. But since I didn't care for it, I will definitely give a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 a look-see. I was curious about the, the Wii U version, but... The more gameplay I looked at, I looked at the more it it just didn't grab me. But uh, Chronicles Two looks like it's a little, it, for whatever reason, uh, looks a little bit more interesting to me. So I'll I'll, I'll definitely be looking taking a look at that. I know listener Alberto will be too. I know he's told me that that's one of the games he's looking forward to the most on the switch so so we'll definitely have some talk about it hopefully we'll get off that destiny that's right around when destiny's expansion comes out so we'll, we'll see what happens so you know it's not it i i know we I can know. do both <laughs> I know. We'll see. We'll see. You guys will have to put me up to the test. I I I I know we'll we'll, we'll lose our pony license. I guess so. You know. Nay, brother. Nay. Stop it, Wilbur. That's ugh, y'all are too much. Okay. All right. And then the last last new story um, caught my eye because I'm in in the marketplace for s- such an item. Uh, PlayStation has announced that PlayStation VR will get a new bundle with Skyrim. It will be out on November 17th. It's going to retail for $449.99. It will include uh, the um, PlayStation VR headset, which is the version 2 of the headset with the HDR uh, output, 4K output on the uh, video box. Two PlayStation Move controllers, a PlayStation camera, and a copy of the game. Uh, PlayStation, the uh, Skyrim VR will include the Dawn Guard, Dragonborn, and Hearth Fire expansions on there. So uh, $449.99 gets you all that and a dollop of whatever other goodness you'd want in your gaming life. So I'm very excited. Um, Not only that, though, for Black Friday, Sony has announced starting on November 19th that all VR bundles, including the core bundle, will be $100 off standard retail price. So this bundle will come in two days after it's released (laughs) at $100 off for $349.99, which... uh, I'm probably looking to grab that sometime after that point in time. Only thing I'm just kind of curious on if the core uh, PlayStation VR headset gets a retail release for version 2 just by itself because there are certain retailers, Target, and I believe there's one other retailer that will have the uh, core PlayStation VR headset for $200, even Steven, on uh, Black Friday on that, so... So very excited on that. Just want to make a reference to it. Uh, we might have some uh, PlayStation VR talk in my what I have been playing segment. <laughs> Hopefully, um, if they release Destiny 2 VR, well, guess what? I'd probably <laughs> oh, quit my, stop. I'd it. probably quit quit my job and uh, you know never come out of the Matrix because mm. <laughs> that's just the way it goes. You but, should be uh, stuck. You're like, yes, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Call you Joe Mnemonic. Yes. No, stop it. <laughs> Sorry, we, we would plug you up. I, I would come to that. I'll plug you up. Get out of here. Okay. Well, our next episode, which will be coming out pretty uh, soon after this one, we uh, have a segment in that 
we'll, we'll, we'll be going over our Black Friday's wants and kind of going over some of the deals that are out there and get that episode out before Black Friday, hopefully. And we'll be able to get that, and that way you can help plan get that your deals going there's quite a, f- a few retailers with some good sales and that kind of thing your your little thing your little thing about south park today made me kind of think hmm might be something to dive into so, we'll see, you're, so. You, seriously you're gonna you're gonna love it if you play it you're gonna be like what the hell am i watching <laughs> and what am i what 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 is this that i'm looking at seriously yeah. you're gonna you're gonna love it it's gonna be amazing so just yeah just have fun with it. Yes. Uh, there was other news this week, too, but um, pretty much that concludes our news segment. Guys, have any other news to bring up that might have a fit, fit your fancy, per se? Uh, do you not? I don't. No? No? Um, <laughs> Good deal. I think that'll do it. I think that'll do it. Um, well, all right, then. So we're going to talk about game nights. You can join us on game night, uh, typically on PlayStation Network, uh, Thursday evenings, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, my PlayStation ID is Shonuff7, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number seven. Dez is at Nemotigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And Joe is at Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. Typically, what we've been playing has been Destiny 2, but if you guys have a a title that you're itching to play and uh, would like to uh, share that with us, it wouldn't be a problem for us to get a hold of a copy. And uh, the idea is for you to join us on game nights. Uh, And I'll throw... We... I think we should probably talk about doing a, uh, an Xbox game night at some point. Um, it, definitely after you get your Xbox uh, One, Des. Oh yeah. Um, definitely. After after that, we're gonna have to set we're gonna have to set that up. Whether it's alternating between the two, or from week to week, or having a, I don't know if more Separate than one night. game night. Yeah, a week it might be a little bit too much, but uh, we're gonna have to um, we're gonna have to look into that uh, and and see if folks would be interested in doing uh, an Xbox game night. Uh, after, definitely after you get your get your X this coming Black Friday with the deals. So, and you know, part of what we say is. Uh, the uh, the the catch line of our podcast is we are your gaming vessels <laughs> and that's because we want to interact with our listeners uh we want to have our listeners on the show to talk about their perspectives on gaming what they've been playing uh their opinions on the industry so if you would like to be part of that fun uh send us an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com let us know what if we've said something you'd like to uh, respond to. Let us know there. If you want to be on the show, let us know there. Uh, you can also find us in the social medias on the Twitter sphere. Uh, Joe is at Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L. I am at Shonuff71, S H O N U F F, the number 71. 
oh, the number 71, sorry. <laughs> Dez is at Nemo Cub, N-E-M-O-C-U-B. So with that, I think we're going to bring this fine episode, episode 25 of season one, to a close. We want to thank you all for hanging in there with us. Um, and I, I, you know, it's like I, I just can't I keep looking at that. Uh, those episodes go up and up every week. And it's just it's just been a blast doing this show. Uh, and time just seems to have really gone by really quickly. So we, I just want to say thank you for those who are listening. Uh, thank you for those who are downloading, enjoying our banter about gaming that we do every week. And uh, we're enjoying it. I know I'm enjoying it. Joe, you enjoying it? Yes, deeply. Right. Des, you enjoying it, brother? I am loving it. Thank you All so right. much. Also, uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, McDonald's. No, no, no copyright. Yeah, don't, Sorry. don't hurt us. Don't hurt us. Cease and desist. Please don't hurt us. Okay. Please. All right, y'all. I'm Shownuff71. That is Des, the Bay Area Terror. And he is Trader Joe, Joe Fongu, who will maximize your gaming dollar. That'd be me. And we will see you next week. Peace.